Discover personally how the Word of God can affect a change in your life through the ministry of Apostle E.A. Ajay. Apostle E.A. Ajay is the founder and pastor of Devotional Light Church. He is also the founder of the Jesus the Answer campaign and an author of several best-selling books. Devotional Light Church is a vibrant church with people full of first love for the Lord. Now listen to E.A. Ajay. Things in the Bible that is very refreshing. Amen. Maybe as I share it, you what? Understand it. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Why I mean that what? It's refreshing. Now, let's not forget that the entire Bible is the word of God. Amen. None is much more important than the other. All is equally what? Important. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Uh, You hear many people speaking Old New Testament. We name it Old and New Testament just to show that before Jesus and after Jesus. But whether it is old, new, whatever, it is the word of God. Matter of fact, to really understand the New Testament, what we call New Testament, you must really understand the, what we call what? the Old Testament. Without the Old Testament, you'll be shallow and you'll be full of misunderstanding in the New Testament. Without the Old Testament, Jesus will not exist for us. Who told us that he's is the Messiah. What we call what? The Old Testament. Who told, who prophesied that time will come that we will receive the Holy Spirit? What we call what? The Old Testament. We've we, we forgotten that uh, the apostles, Paul and Co., they didn't have what we call the New Testament. How did they preach to the people the gospel? They used what we call what? Old the Testament. Old Testament. <laughs> In, yes, scriptures. It's scriptures. That's why I'm saying what's like people call. But it's scriptures. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So, I thank God for the scriptures. Amen. So, what we call the Old Testament, it's not the Old Testament. It's human beings that have lived with all scriptures. Amen. When you look at it, it is actually the, the raw painting. You understand? It, it paints the picture out clear. Amen. So, today, something happened in the Old Testament. What we call the Old Testament which is scripture, I want us to look at it and see what it means to us what? today. Amen. Um, but before we go and look at a scripture like Romans chapter 15, verse 4, let's just remind ourselves of two or three scriptures. Amen. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Amen. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Maybe it's too loud. Maybe. But it's not inside well. Yeah. No, that place should be fine. Yeah, that place should be fine. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Hallelujah. Amen. So I like how Jane said it. It's the scriptures. Genesis 2 is the scriptures. Amen. Please read it for me. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Yeah. For everything that was written in the past was written to teach us. So that through the endurance taught in the scriptures and the encouragement they provide, we might have hope. So he said everything. He didn't say some things. Everything written down in the past, right from Genesis, was written to what? Teach us. Please, do you understand? Everything means everything. He didn't say some things. Amen. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. 
I just want us to remind ourselves. Amen. To remind ourselves. Amen. Could you believe uh, the, 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 the Thursday we were at Jesus' dancer camp? Thursday was lovely. It was busy. Amen. We didn't really get people who came to fight us. Amen. <laughs> we did enjoy us. It rained, but it was too busy. We give God the glory. Amen. Yeah. So 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. And this is a man who came to us. I know him, uh, family at Jesus' dancer campaign. He was trying to tell me that you must preach only the words of Jesus. I said, no, 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 no. The Bible is scriptures. All scriptures are the same. Of course, I put weight on the words of Jesus, but it's the same thing. It's not divided. Later, I will try to say that we don't need water baptism. It, it's not an issue, but what makes it an issue because he professes to know God that he even profess to try to teach pastors. I think you heard him when he started, and you back off. You left him for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I did engage him over 45 minutes. I'm just saying how you can easily be deceived if you stop looking at the scriptures. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So look at 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. Hallelujah. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, mm -hmm. verse 11. These things happened to them as examples and were written down as warnings for us on whom the culmination of ages has come. Amen. Amen. So it says the things that happened happen to them what? As an examples for us. Yes. So what happened to Samson? Yes. It was God made them write it as an example for you and also to warn you. <laughs> what happened to Abraham, Jacob? What happened to Paul, Peter, John? All was written for you. You understand? Yes. So the scripture right from Genesis 1 to Revelation is for you. The, thing, the Bible said the things that Jesus did and said is so much, it will not fit in any book. So that should tell that anything written in the Bible is of extreme importance. importance. The only difference is maybe now it means nothing to you or you haven't caught the revelation of that scripture. But the moment you do, you realize it means what? A lot. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah. So today we are looking at something that happened in the Bible. Genesis chapter, Exodus chapter 16. Amen. Today I'm talking about manna. Amen. The manna. Do we all remember the manna? We are looking, we are looking at the manna today. Amen. I call such truthful experience in the Bible refreshing. Amen. The manna. So look at Exodus chapter 16 verse 3. The manna. Hallelujah. Amen. Exodus chapter 16 verse 3. Yeah. This, the Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Just the three. Amen. So God brought the people of Israel out of captivity. And as they were walking through the wilderness, just to go into the promised land, originally they were meant to pass through it just a few days. They begin to complain because they missed the meat. 
the food in Egypt. Now, so they begin to complain about what? Hunger. Instead of asking God for food, you see, there's many Christians don't ask God, they rather complain. When you <laughs> complain, it's an error. God doesn't like murmuring. He doesn't like murmuring. Because when you murmur, it's like, whenever you murmur, you are implying that the person hasn't done well or treated mm. you right. So you are beyond grief. So instead of them asking God for what? Food. Mm. They rather began to what? Complain. complain. Which is sad. Many people get that error. Why complain instead of asking? You understand? So read the four for me. Read the four for me. Four? Yeah. Then the Lord said to Moses, mm-hmm. I will rain down bread from heaven for you. Mm-hmm. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. Amen. Amen. So God said, okay, I'm going to send them food. So this food I'm going to send them, I'm going to rain it from heaven. Bread from what? Heaven. heaven. You understand? He said, I'm going to send them what? Bread what? From heaven. And say, by doing that, I what? Test them. So look at the five for me. Five. The manna. Yeah. 16 verse 5. Mm-hmm. On the sixth day, mm-hmm. they are to prepare what they bring in, mm-hmm. and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. Amen. So he said, Amen. every day they should gather just enough, but on the six days they should gather times what? Two. Two. Please, Diana. So even God was going to send them bread for heaven, God began to give them instructions about what? The bread. He said, I'm going to send a bread from heaven. I'll send it what? Every day. But on the sixth, every day, just gather enough for yourself. But on the sixth day, make sure that what you gather is two times more. Amen. Why that will come to that? Amen. But read the 12 to 14 for me. The 12 to 14. We are looking at the manna. Amen. Exodus 16, verse 12 to 14. I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Mm -hmm. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Mm -hmm. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, Thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. To the 15. Amen. Finish at the 15. 15 finished. That was 16. Okay. Because we don't want to go to, it's a step at a time. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. So, Bible said God did send what? The bread, isn't it? Yes. Amen. And it said it looks like a thin what? Flake. And the Bible said the people didn't know what it was. Amen. So, they called it what? Manna. Amen. They called it manna. The 15 said they called the bread what? Read the 15 for me. 15. Mm-hmm. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is bread. The Lord has given you to eat. Amen. Amen. So he sent them bread. But the, bread, the word bread there stands for food. Because it wasn't like a solid bread. It was like a thin what? 
flakes. Amen. Matter of fact, the Bible describes it. Amen. Let's look at the description of it. Amen. The 31. Look at the 31. Genesis 16, verse 31. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The people of Israel called the bread manna. Mm-hmm. It was white like coriander So they call it what? Manna. manna. So the bread that came from heaven, the bread from heaven, they called it what? Manna. manna. So manna is the bread that what? came from what? Heaven. heaven. Uh-huh. And what's the description? It was white mm-hmm. like coriander seed mm-hmm. and tasted like wafers made with honey. Amen. So it was white like coriander seeds. So it would be tiny, tiny seed, more like a grain, corn grain, the size, but more white. You understand? So not how it was. Amen. So this, they grind it and they use it for everything. So it was like their main source of grain or their only what? Source of what? Grain. Amen. But they call the bread that came from what? Having what? Manna. Manna. Please, do you understand? Yes. Now read the 16 to 18 for me. Mm-hmm. 16 to 18. Exodus chapter 16, verse 16 mm-hmm. to 18. Mm-hmm. This is what the Lord has commanded. Mm-hmm. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. Mm-hmm. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. Amen. To the 18. 18. Yeah. And when they measured it by the Omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. So, Every, yeah, just the 18. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Amen. So God instructed them that this manna will come every morning. Every morning, just get enough for yourself. You don't need more than you need. That was the instruction. So they said they gathered. And those who tried to gather much, they realized that even though they've gathered much, they just had just enough of this what? Manna. Remember, this manna didn't come from earth. It's from God. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now read the 19 to 20 for me. Amen. Exodus 16, verse 19 to 20. Mm-hmm. Then Moses said to them, mm-hmm. no one is to keep any of it until mm-hmm. morning. Mm-hmm. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. Just to the 20. Mm -hmm. So Moses was angry with them. So they were instructed that the manna come every morning. Whatever you take, you must finish all that day. You don't need to save some for the next morning. That is why God told them we've read in Isha that just take enough for yourself, for your family for the day. But still some people try to what? gather more of this manna. So Bible says, as they gathered it, by the time the next morning came, all turned into what? Margot. They tried to be smart with God, but they couldn't. Amen. So in other words, God was saying that the manna is enough for the day. Meaning the manna for today wasn't good enough for the next day. So the manna comes every what? Morning. So meaning you need this manna this bread of heaven, every morning, every day, you need it fresh. Yesterday on today, for when you bring it into today, that is what? Maggot. It turned what? Into maggot. Please, are you listening? Please uh, take note of this. Amen. Now look at the 21 for me. Genesis 16, verse 21. Uh-huh. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed. 
And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. Amen. Amen. So each morning now they gather as much as what? They needed. But note, the moment the sun came out, it melts away. So it means that if you don't go on time, first thing in the morning, to gather it, by afternoon, there will be what? None. Amen. And you cannot preserve some. Because when you try to preserve, the next day turn into what? Maggot. So it means no matter what, you must make sure that in the morning, you go for this what? Manna. Because it didn't save in the afternoon. Because the moment the sun come out, thank God I've lived in Ghana before. In Ghana, by 6 o'clock, the sun is out, piping hot. Yeah, 6 o'clock a.m. Piping hot. I mean hot. 6 o'clock, when you go out with your shirt, within 30 minutes, you'll be sweating. <laughs> Amen. So meaning if you understand... So times like that, meaning I don't, you have to go for what? Your manner. Because you see, the moment the sun what come out, it what? Melt. Hey. <laughs> and this was their only what? Bread. Oh. Amen. Now look at a scripture for me again. Read the 22 to 24. Or read, read, read the 25 to 26. Amen. Remember, we read that the day... On the sixth day, which is the day before summer, uh, the Sabbath, that one alone, they are allowed to gather times two. And that one, it does not what? It doesn't spoil. It doesn't. Uh, Why? Read it for me. Exodus 16, 25 to, to 26. 26. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be not there will be there will not be any. Amen. Amen. So the Bible said, so every day the Sabbath comes, uh, the manna comes, except the Sabbath. The Sabbath, there's no manna. So every day when your manna comes. And you take it and you try to keep for the next day. By the next day, turn into what? Margot. But the day before the Sabbath alone, when you keep it, the next day doesn't turn into Margot. Wow. What's this teaching you? God does things with what? Purpose. Many Christians don't believe or don't see that God do things with what? Purpose. So they want to do things with God anyhow, but get a particular returns. So you could see God has intentional plan that for Saturday, for Fridays there, Saturdays the manna will not what? Be sport. <laughs> you could see he was doing it with what? Purpose. Please, do you understand? It wasn't what? A coincidence. God has decided that every Saturday there will be no manna. Friday there will be times two. For Saturday alone, the Friday manna will not turn into what? Margot. But all other days it will turn what? into my God. Intentionally, not a coincidence. Please, do you understand? Are you following me? But look at something about this manner. Amen. Psalm 78, 23 to 25. We'll come back to the Exodus. Amen. Psalm 78, 23 to 25. It adds more description to this manner. Amen. Because some... Remember, remember the manner is like what? 
No, it's not bread. The manna is the bread of every... The, the, bread, the word bread stands for food. Give us our daily bread. When you pray, in order, give us what we will eat, what? Daily. So the manna is bread from heaven, meaning food from what? Heaven. But the food itself like coranda, what? Seeds. Uh-huh. So some add more description to it. Read it for us. I need you to understand this bit. Amen. Psalms 78, verse 23 to 25. Uh-huh. Yet he gave a command to the skies above mm-hmm. and opened the doors of the heavens. Mm-hmm. He rained down manna for the people to eat. Uh-huh. He gave them the grain of heaven. So this manna is the grain of heaven. So it's heaven's word, grain. So it comes like grain. No wonder it looks like what? Coranda what? Seeds. Uh-huh. Human beings ate the bread of angels. He sent them all the food they could eat. So Amen. This, this manna is the bread of angels from the scripture. Meaning angels eat manna. <laughs> wow. We'll come to that. You'll see why. But from this scripture, say human beings ate the bread of what? Angels, isn't it? I didn't say it's there. And it said grain from what? Heaven. So the manna is the grain from what? Heaven. So in the desert, the people of Israel, their only source of grain was this manna. Don't forget that. They didn't plant. In the wilderness, there was nothing. Amen. Their only source was what? The grain. Read Exodus chapter 16, verse 31 for me. Or 16, 35 rather for me. 16, 35. Amen. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Exodus chapter 16, verse 35. Uh-huh. The Israelites ate manna 40 years mm-hmm. until they came to a land that was settled. They ate manna until they reached the border of Canaan. Amen. Amen. So Bible said they ate this manna for how many years? 40. 40 years. Manna was the only thing they had. That was the only grain they had. They had no wheat. They had no corn. They had no rice. So the manna is what they use for everything. I would say maybe the manna was the, like our potatoes. You know, our potatoes is all we have. Mash. Give me boiled baby potatoes chips, isn't yeah. it? And they ate it for 40 years. So it is this grain from heaven called manna that they will grind and turn it into whatever. So the Bible says when you eat it, it's like what? Waffles made with what? Meaning it is sweeter. Amen. When you continue to read the scripture, there was a place that the Bible said they make it like what? Cakes. They were in the wilderness. Remember, they had no source of grain. So you need meat and carbohydrate. Amen. So whether they like it or not, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, whatever they do, it has to be done with this grain from heaven, this manna. For 40 years, potatoes in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening. Every day. (laughs) You can boil it or mash it. Or you can fry it. Or grow it, but it will be potatoes. <laughs> For 40 years. <laughs> Did you get it? Mm. Why? Why? 
Because it's the purpose that matters to us. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. Why would God bring them grain from heaven? Only one grain, manna. And let them feed on it for, for destiny. You there, you are older, so you must sit well and sit very nice. Amen. Why would God what? Give them only one grain called the manna. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. And let them feed on it for 40 years. Bible said they ate it for what? 40 years. Read it. Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 3. Mm -hmm. He humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known, to teach you that man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Amen. So God did that to teach them, to teach me and you, that man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from God. But no, the Bible said the manna is bread from heaven. But now this scripture says the purpose of the bread from heaven was to teach us not to live on bread alone, but on every word, word of God. God. Please, do, do you understand yes. it? In the wilderness, they had no choice than to eat manna, whether you like it or not. If you don't eat manna, you can't eat. And say, it's to teach me and you the same, that for we Christians, all we have is the word of God. To teach us not to, to live by, not the word, every. Did you know the word every? Every, yeah. Every word of God. Every word of God. So he made these people eat manna for 40 years just to teach me and you that we must live. Live means you are doing it. Every word. Word of God. That, that was a high price to pay. One day I came home and I was really hungry. I said, what is that? They said rice. When I saw the rice, I was offended. I said, ah, I've eaten rice. Ah. Meanwhile, I've eaten rice like that. Just three days continuous, you see. And I was not happy to eat what? Rice again. But they ate it for 40 years. To teach me and you that we must live on what? Every. Mm -hmm. Not the word every. Because this is where many Christians are getting it wrong. And this is why our struggles. Several times God will tell you it has to be every. Every word. Every. Every word. Wow. So today we don't see manna. Look at John chapter 6, verse 38. Jesus says something that there. Amen. Regarding this bread that came from heaven. Remember, the manna is the bread that is heaven that came what from heaven. So the Bible says humans ate what? The bread of what? Angels. Amen. So now look at John chapter 6 verse 38 for me. So if you really want to understand, as I said, understand what we call the New Testament, you must really understand the Old Testament. Because the Old Testament is the painting, but New Testament is the spirit. <laughs> so your understanding of the, what we call the New Testament depends on your understanding of what we call the Old Testament. Amen. John 6 verse 38. 
Hallelujah. Amen. For I have come down from heaven mm-hmm. not to not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Amen. So Jesus said he has come down from what? Heaven. Heaven. We know the man also came from what? Heaven. Heaven. Now look at the 41 for me. 41? Mm-hmm. At this the Jews there began to grumble mm-hmm. about him because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Amen. So Jesus said he is the bread that came from heaven. No, come, that came. So in other words, Jesus said he is what? The manna that came from what? Heaven. Ooh. Wow. And he said the Jews began to what? Grumble. Because when you read from the 40, maybe let's read from the 40. He said, they said that it is Moses that gave them the bread. And Jesus said, no, it's not Moses who gave you the bread. I gave you the bread and I am the what? Bread that came from what? Heaven. Did the 40 say that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, just read the 48 for me. So the 41 says, he said, Jesus said he's the bread that came from what? Heaven. And the Jews began to what? Complain. Then look at Jesus again, 48. John 6 verse 48. This is what I like about our Savior. He didn't water down anything. He just calls it as it is. He speaks it as it is. He doesn't care whether you're offended or not. Because you can do nothing against the truth. Amen. So look at 48. Remember that 41 said to them that he's the bread that came from heaven. And they started what? Grumbling. Then look at what he said at the 48. I am the bread of life. He said, I am the bread of life. In other words, that bread, I am the bread. I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not changing my words. I am the bread. Remember, it is the bread of heaven. The people call it what? Manna. And look at the 51 for me. 51. Mm-hmm. I am the living bread mm-hmm. that came down from heaven. He affirmed. He said, I am that bread. Meaning the manna is the living bread. So he said, I am the manna. That bread that came down what? from heaven. Note, he didn't say, I am like. No, he didn't say, I am like. He said, I am. Wow. And we know that this manna is the food of angels. It's the grain of heaven. And Jesus said he is that. Please, did you finish the 51? Finish the 51. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Amen. So Jesus went on to even grant us the panda. He said, this, that bread, that bread is his what? Flesh. Meaning the manna was his flesh. The grain of heaven is the flesh of what? Jesus Please, do you understand? Wow. So now when we, because Jesus said he is what? The manna. So now when we substitute Jesus as the manna, what will we get? For example, first of all, we know that the manna, they were to have manna what? Every morning, fresh. Jesus said the manna is his flesh. So it means we are to have the flesh of Jesus. Not Jesus. Jesus is too big. He has blood. He has eyes. The flesh of Jesus. Every what? Morning. When we substitute with the manna. Isn't it? 
Because the manna came every what? Morning. Every morning, first thing in the morning, before the sun comes out, you must go for what? Your manna. You must go for this flesh of what? Jesus. Today, one that you went is not good enough for tomorrow. So there's nothing like yesterday I ate the flesh of what? Jesus. It has to be eating what? Every day. It isn't when we substitute with the what? Manna. Then it also means that the only thing we have to eat is this what? Flesh of what? Jesus. Jesus as Christians. It's, um, it's mysterious. <laughs> so, God having eaten the flesh of Jesus, God having seen his flesh. But we see what the flesh is. Mm-hmm. Amen. So, look at John 6 again. But read the 53 to 55. When the people were murmuring, when they were complaining that, oh, you, Jesus, what do you mean? And Jesus even began to even what? Release more truth. Look at it. Amen. John 6, mm-hmm. verse 53 to uh-huh. 55. Mm-hmm. Jesus said to them, Very truly I tell you, mm-hmm. unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. So after Jesus said all this thing, when they were complaining, he didn't bother. He said, Listen, unless or except you eat this flesh eh, and drink the blood. We are interested in the flesh today because we've already read that the flesh is what? The manna, isn't it? He said, you have no what? Place in me. You do not have eternal life. So meaning for Christian, for salvation, for we to be finally saved, you have no choice than to eat the flesh of Jesus. I didn't say that. And we know that this flesh is the manna that came from what? Heaven. Heaven isn't it? Yes. The bread that came from whatever. Because Jesus said, it is what? My flesh. Are we getting it? Yes. Please, did you finish it? No, 54. 54. Mm-hmm. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. So whoever eats it will have eternal life. Uh-huh. And I will raise them up at the last day. Amen. Amen. Read the 55 for me. 55. For mm-hmm. my flesh is real food and my blood is real drink. So he went on to say, my flesh is real food. So, so he's trying to test. It's not like food it's real food and his blood is real blood but we are interested in the flesh today because today we want to look at the manna because jesus himself said that bread that manna was what his flesh wow look at the 56 for me read the 56 56 uh-huh. whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood remains in me and i in them so Amen. we always pray we want to remain in jesus but jesus gave a key and say the only way to remain in me is when you eat my flesh and you drink my blood. Because so whoever eats my flesh, I will remain in him and he will remain. So to remain in Christ and for Christ to remain in you, it's simple. What do you have to do? Eat the flesh and drink what? The blood. Jump to the, read the 58 for, uh, 58 for me. 58. Mm-hmm. John 6, verse 58. Yes. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Your ancestors ate manna and died. But whoever feeds on this bread will live forever. Amen. So he went on to confirm again that this is the bread. The flesh I'm talking about is the bread that came from heaven. Your ancestors ate the manna and died. But these people, if they feed on this bread, which is my flesh now, which was the manna that came, they will not die but have what? Everlasting life. 
Wow. But the challenge now is how do you feed on the flesh of Jesus? We can learn from the manna that without the manna, you would die. And you can see that Jesus has just confirmed because he said, Whoever feed on the flesh will have everlasting life. So in the desert, all they had was the manna. Without it, hunger will kill them. They had armor, just uh, manna and quail, meat. And Jesus too said, it's not different. He said, it's the same thing. But just that now, manna, as we saw it, as the Bible described, will not come down. But that manna is still available in the form of what? The flesh of Jesus. And he said, until you eat it, you will not have life in him. And he said, until you eat it, you not have eternal what? Life. And he said, this flesh is real food. Amen. So where is the flesh? John 1, 1 to 4. Let's look at where this manna is now. Which is the bread from heaven. Which is what? The body, the flesh of Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. John 1, 1 to 5. 1 to 4. Mm-hmm. In the beginning was the Word, uh-huh. and the Word was with God, mm-hmm. and the Word was God. So the Bible says, in the beginning, there was something called the Word, and said this Word was with God. And not only was with God, but I said this Word was God. Continue to read it, please. Two, mm-hmm. he, was with God and in the, he was with God in the beginning. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. So now, the Bible just said this word is a he, meaning a personality, a being. And it said this word, this word was with God in the beginning. It said everything, not the word, everything was made through what? No, the word, which him, which is the word. And said, there's nothing that exists that has been made outside the word. Isn't it what it says? This is very profound. Everything. Okay, continue. You are reading to the four. Mm -hmm. In him was life, Mm -hmm. and that life was the light of all mankind. So he said, in him was what? Life. Life. But this word is he. And we know that everything was created through what? This word. And nothing will be done outside what? The word. The word. Now jump to the 14 for me, please. 14? Yeah. The word became flesh uh-huh. and made his dwelling among us. So he said this word, this word, that everything was created through him, became flesh. Flesh is this. And made his dwelling among us, meaning he lived in our midst. Uh-huh. We have seen his glory. And said so we saw him. Mm-hmm. The glory of the one and only son. So that is the son of God. Uh-huh. Who Just came the 14, eh? from the Father, mm-hmm. full of grace and truth. Amen. So he came from the Father, in that full of grace. And we know that son is what? Jesus. So 1 verse 14 is telling us that the word is what? Jesus. Not only Jesus, but the word is Jesus coming in the flesh. In the flesh. 
the word came in the flesh. So the word is Jesus coming what? In the flesh. And Jesus said, unless you eat my word, my flesh. So how do you eat the flesh of Jesus? This is the word. So today this is the word. So this is the flesh Jesus is talking about. The name of Jesus does something. The blood of Jesus does something. But the word came in the flesh and abide. And Jesus said, you must eat this flesh. So this is what? The word. Look at Revelation 19 verse 13. It says Jesus is the word. He's called what? The word. Please, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. Revelation 19 verse 13. Amen. He's called what? The word. Hallelujah. Amen. Revelation 19 mm-hmm. verse 13. Mm-hmm. He is dressed in a robe mm-hmm. dipped in blood. We know this is Jesus who is dressed in the robe dipped in blood. Uh-huh. And his name is the word of God. And his name is what? The word, the word of God. Where is the word of God? Amen. So today, if you want the flesh of Jesus, where is the flesh of Jesus? The Bible. The Bible. And he said, unless you eat this. He said, unless you eat this. So when we substitute this with the manna, your Bible reading, study for yesterday, is not good enough for today. Every morning, you must eat. I didn't say it. Yesterday on is rotten. By today. It has to be first thing, priority. Not the last thing. Not when you are telling you are going to sleep. Because the moment the sun comes, it melted. Your only source for God, with God, is this. All they had was what? The manna. It was the manna that came from heaven. The quill they had did not come from heaven. No vision, no dreams can replace this. No prophet see, prophet say, I do that, it's, it's all I but can replace this. Because this is the only bread from heaven. You must fry this. You must bake it. Yeah. Sometimes you cut it into pieces. <laughs> sometimes you mash it. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you just take John chapter 1, you meditate on it. Sometimes try to take pastor's preaching. You say, I've fried, I've prepared food. You listen to it. Sometimes yourself, you take it and you yourself, but it has to be daily. Because Jesus said that you have no what? Part in him. I didn't say it. But there was a key there. Do we remember we read it? Yeah. It said there's nothing outside that, you, uh, that was created outside the word. the word. So if God is going to give you anything, it will not come outside his word. He said it there. He said everything that exists is by the word. And there's nothing created that is not by the word. So now when we go back to the purpose of the manna, it will be clearer. 
Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Remember, I read the purpose of the manna. Eh? Yes. Go, the Bible teaches why God made them eat manna alone for 40 what? Years. Now, what is the purpose of the manna? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3. Mm -hmm. He humbled you, causing mm -hmm. you to hunger, uh -huh. and then feeding you with manna, mm -hmm. which neither you nor your ancestors had known to teach you. Why man, feed us with manna? To teach us what? That man does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. Now, Amen. is it clear to you? Very so, clear. for we Christians, we are not meant to live by bread alone. You can't survive without bread. But I say not that alone. But you are meant to live by what? Every, every word. Not the word every. Why? Because you don't receive anything outside this word. And Jesus quoted it to Satan. Matthew 4 verse 4. So the essence of the manna is to show us impented colors that what you think you know yesterday about God Today it has expired. I tell you, when you see any man of God living in error, that means they've stopped reading the word. That means they think they know the word. I've read this Bible back to forth several times. Even right now, the Bible, I'm, you know, this is my Bible. I like this Bible, King James. But the Bible I'm studying now is NLT. I read versions back to forth. But each time I still find something new. In the same scripture that I've read over and over. Each time when I'm teaching, I still find something new because it's like layers. You see, when we say revelation, revelation doesn't come outside the word. Revelation is what is already in the word. But for whatever reason, you haven't seen it. And God will make it known, reveal it to you. That's what we call revelation. The moment I think I know this Bible and I stop reading, I'll begin to live in error. Because yesterday's manner. It's not good for today. I didn't say it. So see, this is why you even see people who think they know Christ because they've been born again for a long time and they are living in error or they speak error. Many a time, they've stopped going for the manna every morning. They are holding rotten word of God because the word is living and active. It is real blood, eh, real what? Flesh. Read the mighty 4 verse 4. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus answered, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Amen. And now we know that when Jesus said this, you know that to learn this is by what? The manna. Because the incense of the manna. So 40 years they suffered so that me and you understand that we are to live with what? Nothing but what? every word of God. So, he painted it clearly. You don't have rice. You don't have corn. You don't have wheat. Just manna. For we Christian, this is our final authority. I tell you, the more you obey this, the more you obey it, the more your life gets better. Amen. Because as you obey, you rather it's rather giving you. You rather it's rather making you stronger. Our challenge, our challenge is that we are not obeying every word of God. If only we obey every word of God. I'm telling you. 
That man should live not by what? Bread alone, but by what? Every word. Every word means every word. We saw that the sixth and seventh day, it wasn't coincident. God had a purpose. So he knows why he said every day. You see, you won't get anything outside the word. Everything will come through the word. So as you are obeying every word of God, automatically you become in alignment with what God wants to give you, what God will receive. As a pastor, over the years, even before I became a pastor, what I've seen that differentiate Christians is Christians who say, listen, God, I give you all my heart. I will be every word of you. And Christians who hand the pick, they don't grow. So it's not how long you've become a Christian or how long you stay in a church that brings growth. It is how well you are what? fed. In this respect, how you eat your manner. How you what? eat your manner. Every morning, you must read your Bible. You must. Listen, you must. You must be honest to yourself. Maybe you can't do it in the morning, but in your timetable, you must find a time that every day you open the Bible. Because, you see, what you yourself you get from reading the Bible, you won't get it from preaching. I'm a pastor, I know what I'm saying. Just like what you get from preaching, you won't get it from reading the Bible. Mashed potatoes is different from fried potatoes. What you get from listening to preaching, you won't get it from reading your Bible. What you get by personal reading, you won't get it. Or let me put it like this. What you will get, because now many people, because we say reading, they just take a scripture. Thank you, Father in heaven. <laughs> so I'm changing it. What you get by studying the word of God. Because remember, you are to eat it. It means you must study, meditate on it, digest it. What you get, you never get from preaching. Because when you begin to study the Bible for yourself, he begins to speak to you. He begins to point things to you. You will never get it from preaching, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling you. Your personal study, you won't get it from what we send you on WhatsApp. You won't get it. There's some level of fellowship you will never get with the Holy Spirit until you begin to open your Bible daily. The length doesn't matter. How long you stay with it doesn't matter. Because remember the manner. Everyone was supposed to carry enough for himself according to their family. That same way, if he knows your ability, he knows your time, everything, if you give less to you know, you know, you know, you know, you, some of us can give one hour, some ten minutes, some five minutes, but God knows. To your ability. You, you, you understand it? The manner. Remember, do you remember, they were just to take what? Each one enough for himself, no more than so some people eat two balls of kinky. Do we know kinky? Mm-hmm. Some people eat one. <laughs> Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Yeah. You must eat every day. You must study the Bible every day. 
He said, then I will abide in you and you will abide in me. He said, then you receive eternal life. I beg you. There are some levels of truth you never see. You never hear. Until you yourself, you open to study. The one that you do it every night and off because you want to do it 30 minutes. It's better if you do 10 minutes and you are able to do it every day. Maybe you take Sundays off because the Sabbath, they were free. You don't need 10 minutes. When you read a scripture or two scriptures, it's good as long as you meditate. When you start doing that, I will know. Because when I'm talking to you, begin to ask me certain questions. You see, when you eat the food, eh, and you open your mouth, we can smell it, isn't it? Yes. Oh, yeah. Anyone who is full of the scriptures, his conversation, you will always have questions, especially if you don't have enough time. This is, we will know. Just that we won't say it, but we will know. Because when I eat the onions and garlic, you will smell it. Isn't it? Yeah. Church, yesterday's manna is not good for what? Remember, you are to eat it too. Meaning, how do we eat the word? You meditate on it. You ask the question. How do, what does this word mean? How does it apply to me? Because it's for you. It's your food. How does it apply to me? To me. What, how must I practically obey this word? That is how we eat the word of God. Do you remember what Jesus said to Peter? As a pastor, I must always remember, remind myself of this. Three times, he asked Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know I love you. He said, do you love me? He said, oh. The Bible said, Peter felt what? Sorry. Sad. For, because he said, I love you. He said, if you love me, then what? Feed my sheep. So for me to demonstrate my love for God, that I really love him, I must make sure that I feed his sheep. But in order to feed his sheep, I must stay with him in the kitchen for him to tell me today they are eating rice and peas with gravy sauce. But today, jack goat. <laughs> Prepare it like this, cut it like this, so that I can what? Feed you. So I spend time with the word. What I teach is different you see, I spend time with the word. The reason I'm saying that, like this thing, I have to spend time to teach it, to pray with it, through it, in order to come and give it to you. But apart from this, what me, myself, I have my manner, I am eating. This is your food. Of course, I also benefit from it. Because at the kitchen, when I was preparing it, I took some goat meat. You see, <laughs> after I've served you, when I go back to the kitchen, you know, the, the, I scrape the rest. So I also eat. Mm. But me, I also have my manner. That I eat every morning. Right? I'm eating from Isaiah. I'm reading the book of Isaiah. Every morning, I eat it. This cannot replace what I eat. What I feel. Most of the chefs don't eat what they feed the people, isn't it? It's true. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One time I was listening. One time, subconsciously, I didn't know. Let me share this experience with you. Okay, now the Bishop Dakiwad Mills of Lighthouse. 
He has special camp meetings called Makanai. It's meant for pastors. It's for pastors. Because it will tell you that disentangle yourself from all worldly things. You understand? It will tell you that forget about house, everything. Focus on the work of God first. You see, so it's for pastors. It will tell you that don't get mortgage as a pastor. You see? So that's what I eat. So I've listened to him over the years, even when I wasn't a pastor, when I knew I was called. But it's subconscious that I didn't know this one. I thought because I've listened to his preaching over the years. When I was a part testing engineer, I worked by myself so I could hear, listen to him six hours a day. Because when I'm working, I'm a, I can use earful, self-employed. That, so I thought I don't, I don't need his books. So one day I was sleeping. I was sleeping. You know, then I heard a voice spoke to me. It said, what you get from his preaching, you will not get it from his books. Then the voice mentioned four books. Say, get this book. I remember. Get church administration. I can't remember the two, but I remember church administration. And I remember uh, the, the other book is called what? Um, Lacus. The title of the book is Lacus. Lay ministry. Lacus means lay ministry. Say, get Lacus. Get church administration. So when I wake up, I went to Google the books. Lo and behold, he had books with such what? Titan. From that day, I learned that. Listen. Then, I, you see, when God speaks, eh, you see that it is true. Then I realized, you see, though I wasn't aware, in my heart of my, I'm thinking, no point to what? Read what? His book, because what? I hear him what? Preaching. So since then, I got his book, which I read. Today, I'm reading his book called Top 10 Mistakes Pastors Do. In obedience to God. 10 Mistakes Pastors Do. He's saying that, Pastors, when you underplay sacrifice, you are in trouble. You must sacrifice. You see, he's talking that, Pastor, your challenge, when you underplay humility, you are in trouble. You must humble yourself. You see, but what I'm trying to say that it's the same with many people. You think you hear the word of God. It's the same as you studying. It's not the same. The WhatsApp, the Facebook cannot replace I send WhatsApp almost every morning. And we will send it because it's for you to listen and say, but it cannot replace you yourself going first thing for your manner. It cannot replace it. It's a plus. But note that one must obey what? Every word of God. What is the word of God are you not obeying? You know it. You must make sure you obey it. For all you take, for all you know, that is your breakthrough. That, that word. In the circles of pastors, we say, where you are not doing well, where is your weakness? You must improve in it. God, that is what will make the breakthrough. So if you're a pastor, maybe your weakness is prayer. You must make sure you overcome it. If it's fasting, you must make sure you overcome it. You know, there are pastors, they cannot sit and study the Bible. Because a lot of things can occupy you. There are people who can't read the Bible. That's why many pastors cannot teach, but can preach. Amen. But man must what? Not live by bread alone, but obey some word. Oh, please check your Bibles. It says some words. But by what? Every word of God. Because of this, to, just to teach us this, 
He made them live by manna for what? 40 years. You know what this word means to you? You understand these words? I just want you to lift up your voice and begin to pray about this word. Amen. You know what the... We believe you have been blessed by the teachings of God's word. For audio CDs, videos, books, and other information, please visit our website on www.devotionallightchurch.com. God bless you.